When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine, and this is the Goldmine Podcast. Once again, don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for more exclusive content and pick up the physical print edition at select Barnes & Noble and Books A Million stores. Goldmine Now is bigger and better as a print magazine, more collectible, if you will. And if you can't find it on a newsstand, you can get the edition at shop.goldminemag.com. That's our store where the editors curate unique vinyl records for our readers to purchase and collect. And we also have other collectibles there as well. Okay, now, record collectors, you'll want to listen to this episode of the podcast. It concerns the next step, the evolution, if you will, of record collecting and music collecting in general, whether it's music memorabilia or even an actual song. We'll interview the folks at Vinyl Key, the founder and CEO, Gar Raglan, and software engineer, Sean Moore. They are now diving headfirst into the NFT collector space. This last December, Vinyl Key's first-of-its-kind technology linking vinyl records with NFTs was launched with a partnership with musical artist Moses Sumney for their initial vinyl record NFT tag release. I know many of you have heard a lot about NFTs in the media. Some of it true, but some misleading. And the media can definitely make the technology seem confusing at times. But you'll find out by listening to this episode that NFT technology plays in well with the collecting community. For those new to NFTs, Gar and Sean will explain the technology in layman's terms and detail why it's important technology for the future of collecting. Think of it this way to start off. If you ever bought or if you ever bid on a record at an auction and won it and you receive it with a paper COA, a certificate of authenticity, 
you think, man, this thing, the COA looks kind of flimsy. It could have easily been counterfeited, especially if it's not a trusted auctioneer. But an NFT would be a digital COA secured on what is called a blockchain on a secured server. What vinyl keys process, this can't be forged, this can't be corrupted. It's the ultimate COA. But there are other uses of NFTs, which Gar and Sean will get into as well. There's even some negative concerns from critics, but they, they will give you their opinion to all of that. By the way, Vinyl Key is also part of the record store called Citizen Vinyl in Asheville, North Carolina. We, need a, we did a feature on them a few years ago. It's basically a one-stop enterprise in Asheville. They have a recording studio, a record pressing plant, a record store, eatery, bar, and now Vinyl Key all under one roof. But this episode's about, uh, we'll center mostly on Vinyl Key, their NFT process and the future it holds in collecting or for collecting, especially record collecting. So we'll be right back to talk with them after this message. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine. The Music Collector's Magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. So we have... Vinyl Keys, Gar and Sean on the podcast. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you, Patrick? Maybe both of you can introduce yourselves, tell a little bit about your background and and such. Uh, My name's Gar Ragland, and I am the uh, founder and CEO of Citizen Vinyl, as well as one of the founding partners of Vinyl Key, which is kind of a spinoff uh, project here at Citizen Vinyl. And I come to both the projects as a longstanding musician and music producer. And we are based here in downtown Asheville. And um, we have a recording studio on site. We have a vinyl pressing facility first and foremost. And we also have a really cool uh, new and used record and art store and a craft cocktail bar and a farm-to-table cafe, all under one roof here in downtown Asheville that we call Citizen Vinyl. Yeah, we did a story on Citizen Vinyl probably about, God, maybe, was it five years ago? How long have you been open now? We've only been open, we opened in October of 2020, right in the midst of the pandemic. Oh, okay, I remember now. It was like kind of like um, before it opened. Uh, you had the plans for building it and your vision and everything like that. Now I, I kind of remember what it was. Yep. Yep. And it's basically one stop for everything, right? I mean, you have the, you have the record store, you can eat there, you could drink, you can, and an artist can go in and record and then, you know, have their album actually in the store. And, and then you have um, a pressing facility. So it's it's great it's um i never heard of a i can't think of any other record store that has all that i don't know if you want to be called a record store first but um i really haven't heard of that kind of facility 
Yeah, you know, it all sort of came together very organically. It, it, it started out, our business model was to focus exclusively on vinyl pressing. And uh, that was an opportunity that, that I recognized as a music producer and I run a small record label and um, just, you know, as five years ago, uh, if not longer, I started thinking, wow, Asheville with our love of homegrown love of music and craft um, yeah, and the combined with the demand on the industry for making quality records, that this would be a great business opportunity uh, to call home here in Asheville. And then over the course of putting the project together um, in a very Asheville organic way, the project became more ambitious in scope and really attracted a lot of our community's uh, all-stars in the food and Bev and the culinary and the, and the craft cocktail scene to really create uh, a, a business that, that really was all about a, having a, a, an experience here on site that really was the celebration at its core of music and records. And uh, we added some extra lifestyle elements to the uh, music listening experience that include good food and beverage and, and um, original to the, the building is a historic radio station studio that we were able to save from demolition and repurpose as a state-of-the-art analog uh, recording facility. So we do it all under one roof and it's really the the intersection of the different segments of our business where things get really interesting and creative for us. And it was under this environment that Sean here, my partner, uh, uh, came to us with the idea of Vinyl Key and, and it was a very perfect fit for what we're doing here. And Sean can can speak more to that and, and his role on the project. Yeah, so I'm Sean. Uh, been a, a software developer for over 30 years and a, a music lover. I don't, I don't think I can work without some uh, music pumping through headphones. Um, and then uh, in 2013, I discovered the blockchain and the cryptocurrency. And then more recently, though, I've uh, fallen down the rabbit hole of NFTs and all that that can be, and uh, being involved with the. The pressing plant here I, I, I discovered a way to bring those two things together which um i'll get to in a second but i'm sure you've gotten the following questions uh multiple times from record collectors who are who just heard about nfts or they're hearing about it in the media they're new to it uh questions like what is an NFT and what exactly is a blockchain? So maybe you can explain that before we continue. Yeah, so <clears throat> NFT is kind of a, a generic term, uh, meaning non-fungible token. These, these are, and fungible is not a word that we normally use <laughs> out there in the real world, but it, fungible me is an economics term, which means easily exchangeable for each other so like a $20 bill is a good example I can right. give you a $20 bill you give me back another $20 bill we're even we consider those things equal uh, but 99.9% .9 of our life is non-fungible uh, things that we can't trade back and forth that are considered equal to each other I can give you a car and you give me back a car if that doesn't uh, always equal <laughs> right you know, so um, 
but the token part, that's just a registered on the blockchain, which is this public way of viewing a ledger that is secure that everybody can view and everybody can trust. And that what that token represents can be lots of things. It could be a deed for property or it could be a car title or it could be a picture of a board ape or it could be an MP3 music or it could be a piece of vinyl album. Right. It's basically showing uh, to understand it very simply is the showing the ownership of something or the exact thing itself digitally. Um, blockchains are pretty secure, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, billions of dollars locked up in these blockchains. Right. Because I was going to say that, for instance, you know, like I've I've bid and won on auctions and won records, um, and I get the record and has a paper coa certificate of authenticity uh, but it looks like this could be easily forged or uh, counterfeited or maybe it is a counterfeit I, I don't know if i ever were to resell it um you know i'm sure people would kind of question it because it doesn't some of them have looked flimsy i'm not going to say the auction houses but um now, if you have an NFT for proof, it's so much more secure and authentic um, than if you just got a piece of paper. Now, if now people who wanted to resell something, is that pretty easily, is it easily done? Like say if I have a, a record that shows the my ownership uh, through an NFT, can I resell that pretty easily? Yeah, so there's lots of uh, NFT marketplaces out there. Um, OpenSea is uh, their volume is is growing exponentially right now, uh, but there there will be lots of other marketplaces. People usually start with uh, cryptocurrency at a place called Coinbase, hmm. and they've announced that they're going to have an NFT marketplace also. So that will be great because it'll allow people to start to buy with the uh, credit cards in their normal right, without right. Uh, cryptocurrency to buy these things. So. Well, you know, record collectors, um, a lot of times they buy things that, you know, it's an investment to them, not just the love of the music. So, you know, they, they're thinking maybe in the future, a few years down the road, I'll flip this, you know, hopefully it'll be worth twice as much uh maybe worth three times as much um and you know that happens a lot with say unfortunately the next day with record store day people buy albums and then flip them the next day for triple um but a lot of the record collectors true record collectors are going to sit on it for a few years and hope it's a great investment and uh, nft nfts seem like they'd be perfect for this um, maybe you could talk a little bit about your first artist Moses Sumney, um, maybe you could tell a little bit about him. And this was your first artist, right? Yes, uh, we, we uh, premiered Vinyl Key albums through a partnership with Moses Sumney, who's a extremely talented music, musician and performance artist. I mean, he is a, a very, very creative person who also, as a coincidence, happens to call home here in Asheville and um 
We've known Moses for several years now. Uh, we've pressed his records here at Citizen Vinyl. And um, through some early conversations, we knew that he was interested in uh, participating in the NFT world. And uh, those conversations with him uh, coincided with the development of Vinyl Key. And he was very intrigued by it. And because even though he tours the world internationally, um, he himself was very interested in participating and learning more about how these vinyl key records are actually made. And we offered him the chance to actually learn how to press records himself down in our manufacturing space. And uh, uh, he was a quick study and um, he ended up uh, personally manufacturing each of the vinyl key albums that he made and also went so far being the creative um, person that he is, he brought in a, a film crew into the manufacturing space and shot these really cool um, one-of-a-kind videos that are paired with the actual physical albums that are these clips of him making each unique record are actually part of the NFT that um, we have created as part of the Vinyl Key project for him. So uh, as luck would have it, we had a pretty nice premiere of Vinyl Key uh, back in December of 2021 um, down at Art Basel. Um, Moses had both a performance and a uh, exhibit at the Perez Art Museum in Miami, and uh, which was where we premiered Vinyl Key, the first ever Vinyl Key album was uh, included as part of his installation at the art museum there uh, during Art Basel. And it was just really an exciting um, opportunity for us to introduce to the music industry uh, this new vinyl key product in that way. Mm. Now, I guess, I think uh, a dozen were pressed. Uh, he One was uh, put up for... Uh, sale right with the nft tags there were a dozen pressed and he took the rest right for his own ownership is that correct, correct? yeah he has only sold the first of um the it, he actually pressed 11 records in total and oh, okay and um they are they are all registered but they he has only released and sold that first one and he did it a few days after the performance and uh, he did it unannounced and, and auctioned it off. And, you know, the million dollar question was, well, what kind of uh, uh, price is he going to command selling this uh, first ever Vinyl Key album? And um, the, the Vinyl Key album was sold for approximately $5,000 U.S., um, uh, in less than 24 hours with uh, little, if any, advanced promo um, by one of his fans who is also a, a collector. So um, it's pretty exciting to think about how we, we, we are, believe that, that Vinyl Key as a, uh, offers a even more super collectible version of uh, regular vinyl albums. And right. with the proof of authenticity and proof of ownership, um, 
that we feel like this is a, a really exciting new product that we're introducing to the industry uh, for artists and other rights holders in, partic in particular, because it gives them an additional complementary new revenue stream for as super collectible variants of albums that they are already planning to press in, in the regular way. Right. 5,000, a record collector knows $5,000 is nothing to laugh about because we do a, a market watch every month and just stuff selling on eBay. You know, these are kind of like promos that maybe there are only a handful of sell for that kind of money um, in, in uh, auctions on eBay. So, I mean, this is, well, there was only one of these, so that's pretty damn good. And considering it's, um, you know, I, I would call him an indie artist, right? So you can imagine if uh, an established artist that has been around for decades did uh, one of these things, that uh, one of these auctions and only had one or two or even 10 NFT tagged vinyl pressings, it would do super well. Um, you can imagine go for a really high price tag. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and what's exciting about it as a physical product, too, uh, is that um, you can pair other digital offerings, uh, whether it's exclusive artwork uh, as part of the NFT. Um, in addition to the proof of authenticity and ownership uh, that the NFT environment offers to a physical product, uh, a, a record that you can actually play just like any other record. Right. Um, it does afford the artist and the collector the opportunity to acquire other assets associated with the record in addition to the record itself. Um, and that can, exclude, that can include experiences. It can include a meet and greet with the artist. It can include VIP tickets to their concert dates. It can include, uh, it, it's only limited by the creativity of the artists uh, themselves and what they want to incorporate along with the sale of a physical record. Right. Well, let's talk about the process, the production process, because this is important with the way you do things. And I think it's kind of a game changer in the way you do things compared to others because others use a QR code, correct? And that's not as secure as what you guys are doing. You guys actually have the NFT tag within the pressing of the vinyl. And maybe you can explain how that works because I'm sure newbies will say, well, how is this physical object connected to something that's on a digital blockchain? Um, and maybe you can explain how that's pressed and why it's secure. Right. So, yeah, we, we do believe that is the, the key part that makes this a game changer. and Next level collectible is inside of the actual vinyl. We put in a little computer tag that can be read uh, with your phone. So it's the same computer tags that are in credit cards that, are, that we use for tap to pay and or tap to pay with your phone also. So every phone can already read these albums and you, you just tap on the center of the album and it takes you to the blockchain where you can see a picture of that album. On that computer tag is an ID of that album. 
and that is registered on the blockchain, which again is public and uh, secure. So that, that's where the proof of authenticity comes. And then on the blockchain is also registered the current owner, which gives you proof of ownership. So those, those are the two things that most uh, collectors definitely want to have is proof of authenticity and proof of ownership. The, besides the computer tag connecting, um, it also, we, we do each one of these in a splatter pattern. And how that piece of vinyl is made, you take your base color, which could be clear, and you sprinkle in a few black chips and put that in the press. And when it's pressed out, it looks really cool, creates a really cool pattern. Um, but you can't make that same pattern again. Exactly. Yep. We, we take photos of each album right after it's pressed. And those are also on the blockchain. We can't change those photos if we wanted to. So when you, when you uh, tap the middle of the album, and it pulls up the website and you can see a picture of the album that you're holding in your hand. <clears throat> and then again, that's just another way of proof of authenticity uh, that that album is truly uh, unique and you, you are holding the one that in your hand right there. So the chip will be embedded after pressing it. It will be in the dead wax, the run out groove, the center near the center hole. Um, yeah. It's, it's about a label. It's about the size of a 50 cent piece and it'll be uh, right around the center hole. So it'll be right under the label. And this is something where, of course, the record will be in plastic wrap. So the when you put your phone up to it and tap it, it will go through the cardboard, the wrap, the label and get right to it. No problem. Yeah, that's one of the cool things about it is it can be uh, that computer tag can be read through the cardboard. So let's go let's go in the future a little bit, you know, because you have something like record store day. Right. And it's once a year, twice a year, if you consider Black Friday. OK, so everyone lines up. They know that there's only 100 of these records, a few thousand of another record that they want and they want to be the first to get it. So. Uh, it, this could be something like record store day and where an artist releases something with an NFT embedded tag in their vinyl. They only press, say, 100 um, or maybe 10. OK, so your store, say, has 10 of them. Uh, so they announce it on a certain day. People line up if it's a really popular artist. They come in um, or I could say maybe they don't know the quantity that will be in your store. So they come in, um, they go to the shelf, they take their phone out and tap on it, see the information, but then how do they purchase? Yeah, they, they would purchase it through the, at the record store, just like they would any other album. Okay. Um, then, it, then when they get home, they have some, an extra step when they open it inside of the jacket will be a, 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 a registration key that they can go to the website and put in that registration key and become the official owner of the NFT. Right. So that's like, um, that's not an auction that is kind of like going on eBay and buy it now. Um, do you think in the future that's how it will be or this will always be auction based? Yeah, it's, it's going to depend on the artist and that project. Um, you okay, know, some fair people enough. 
some people want to have a, a a larger number and distribute them uh, to to lots of fans. Uh, Gar was talking before about how um, you know with that NFT, it is in your your wallet um, on your phone. So some some artists may want to use this as an entry into a fan club kind of thing. So everybody right. that owns that album. I can verify that you own that album and I can uh, give everybody that has that album some extra things. And it could be bragging rights, right? At a, a right. record club or amongst friends, you don't have to actually show the physical album to say, Hey, look what I bought. And right. you, show, you show it off right through your phone. Yeah. Um, I could really see this being a game changer for sure. Um, now I see it more as I, you know, of course, it could be used with auctions, but I see it in everyday buying of records. You know, you have a set price like Record Store Day has, and then, you know, you go from there. Um, now, you know, what the set price will be, you know, let the mar market dictate that. But um, I, I definitely see more artists doing this than just right now. I see a lot of indie artists. Um, I know I've I get every day, it seems like I get a press release about um, a lot of indie artists like uh, doing stuff. But, you know, you also have like William Shatner had an auction and he based all the um, COAs as NFTs. So, you know, it's a, it, it's, it's a very exciting, um, it's a, a very exciting prospect. And, you know, it's a, like you call it a game changer. We'll definitely see where it goes, and it's going to happen fast. I think it's 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 happening very quickly now. The whole landscape is evolving. Okay, maybe you can. One thing though, the QR code. Why is a QR code not as secure? Because everyone's familiar with the QR code, right? Um, because well, the the chip that we're using has an ID on it that is read-only memory. It comes from the factory that way. Right. So nobody can change that. Um, but a QR code is uh, anybody can print out a QR code. So the uh, proof of authenticity is not as strong there. Um, if you can just, anybody with an inkjet printer can uh, print that same QR code. Gotcha. So basically your method is more secure um, and I'm sure you can license it or you have plans to do so. Yeah, as you said, we, we see this growing and being more common um, beyond uh, the size would be beyond our, our pressing plant and we'll probably uh, be licensing this to other pressing plants. Well, let's talk for a moment about, we talked about all the exciting possibilities. Let's talk a little about the possible negatives of NFTs. You know, people think, in terms of physical versus digital, right? They often complain, um, you know, you have bands like Radiohead, they're always talking about a carbon footprint. Um, they're talking about, you know, how vinyl, they're worried if it's discarded, be in the landfill, um, which is kind of bogus because most people keep the vinyl. Um, but the, people are always thinking of terms, physical is always thought of as, as the thing that can mess up the environment, but, um, Actually, digital can be bad for the environment, and maybe you can explain why. Um, now, this is a concern I read about, about the energy used to keep the blockchain up 
Uh, maybe you can explain a little bit about that and why you think it might not be a concern or why it is a concern. Yeah, so uh, yeah, the blockchains do use a lot of computing power to say secure and it, right now, um, and there's multiple blockchains out there, not all of them use uh, the same amount of power. The most popular uh, used blockchain right now is called Ethereum for NFTs. And they are using a, a technology called proof of work, which is what keeps the blockchain secure, but it, it is also what uses so much energy. The computers are working as fast as they can. Um, later this year, Ethereum is going to be changing to uh, proof of stake, which is going to use 99% less energy. Gotcha. <clears throat> so uh, that's going to come way down for Ethereum and NFTs. Um, so we've, we're that, we think that can't happen soon enough. But there is lots of other uh, articles out there, if you just go Google it, that are, uh, you know, clickbait. Uh, articles right. NFTs are, are killing the planet, but right, right. Um, I mean, that's always going to be the case, right? Um, now, you know, record collectors. So it sounds like record collectors that are concerned about the environment, they could rest assured that there'll be less energy used in the future, which which is good. Um, now, another thing is that in the media, you know, there seems to be this or at least the uh, media tries to flame the fire even more about a mistrust with uh, cryptocurrency and anything that's uh, digital like this. Um, do you think that will calm down after a while and people will see a sort of normalcy in it? Because um, they're always talking about cryptocurrency, the dark web, the how people are ripped off constantly with Bitcoin. Um, how do you feel about this? Right. Yeah. I mean, it is a, a, a new thing for people to try to wrap their heads around. And right. it's also the wild, wild west out there. So there are a lot of great legitimate projects out there, but there are also a lot of crooks out there that are trying to capitalize on the on the wide openness of this. So people definitely should do the research. Um, and over time, though, it, it the, the wild west will be settled. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've read that it's going to be probably be more regulated. Um, and, you know, especially if you're getting a new process or more, more stuff that makes them, you know, the NFT tag uh, or the NFT on the blockchain more secure, uh, people will be able to trust it more, the whole process. I think it just takes a little bit of time. All the, you know, anything new and exciting, um, you know, the media will bring up the negatives first because it just, it's like you said, it's clickbait. So mm -hmm. <laughs> now what's, what's next for Vinyl Key? What, what, uh, what can you tell us about the immediate future? Well, we are in the process, we're talking with lots of different artists and uh, management companies and record labels. And uh, we're excited to be unrolling and, and uh, a number of upcoming vinyl key um, projects uh, later this year, starting this spring. And uh, that's really exciting. So we've been really hard at work uh, getting the word out to the industry about um, 
what it is that what vinyl key is and and how it can benefit the the careers of the artists um, that participate uh, in vinyl key albums as part of their uh, music releases. So uh, we're we're really busy doing that. We are um, excited about what the next you know, three to six months look like. And then, you know, as we've discussed with it being the environment, being the wild west, we're not entirely sure to be honest how this is gonna unfold, but we are uh, confident and excited and optimistic that um, once more and more people recognize the benefits that vinyl key albums offer, that it will be uh, increasingly become a uh, more utilized product in, uh, artist album releases. Well, I mean, look at me, I'm a record collector that would never invest in Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency. And here is something that I'm very excited about and feel more secure about, mm -hmm. especially how you're, how you've described your process of production and how this is more secure than a QR code. Um, I think that more record collectors like me, um, and I wouldn't say Luddites, but uh, we'll see how, how it goes. But I think more record collectors like me will start to um, embrace this. I know that I'll just wait till an artist that I like does one of these things. Now, I don't know if it will be, you know, my favorite band is probably the Rolling Stones. So I don't know if they will ever do it, but. Um, well, we would be happy to press some vinyl key records for, for Mick. <laughs> And team, <laughs> if you've got any ends, please send them our way, Patrick. But the uh, I like plenty of indie artists, so I'm willing to jump in as soon as that happens. Now, I'm not the kind of guy to invest in um, an artist that I don't really know or love, but uh, I will invest in one that I uh, do because I can listen to the vinyl and also down the road, if I wanted to resell it, I could do that too. But it's been a pleasure talking to you guys, and we'll be in touch. Now, is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, nothing comes to mind. Just we're, we're grateful for your interest, Patrick, and, and love what you're doing. And um, we're, we thank you for allowing us to be a part of your podcast. Now, where, where can uh, listeners go, okay, if they want to find out more information? Yes. Yeah, thank you for asking. Our website is vinylkey.com. It's all one word, and it's actually an excellent resource um, for your audience that may be new to NFTs. There's a lot of really helpful information that describes not only what we're doing, but the whole NFT and blockchain environment in general. So uh, vinylkey.com is the website, and, um, and, and people can contact us here. Um, and also citizenvinyl.com is, is the website of the uh, pressing facility here in Asheville that is developing this product here on site. Yeah, and if, if anyone is close to Nashville, they should, I mean, Asheville, they should go visit um, because I've heard wonderful things about the record store, the whole experience of going there. So I think it would be, uh, you know, Asheville is kind of like a, a little oasis, um, a nice vacation spot for people. So yeah. I'm sure you 
you know that already. Um, I, I've talked to friends that love it there. They, you know, they'll drive from DC or um, Baltimore and they, they love Asheville. Yeah, we, we, we attract lots of um, adventurous tourists who are looking for fun experiences. And I should add that we offer free factory tours here. So you can uh, come and, and record shop, eat some great food, have a cocktail or an espresso, watch records being made and, and learn more about the historic radio station studio that's original to the building and, and take a look at our recording studio up here. It's a one-stop shop, so we welcome everybody who might be interested out there in coming to visit us and learn more about what we're doing here at Citizen Vinyl. Yeah, I didn't know that you could watch, uh, actually watch vinyl being pressed. I, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Um, record geeks definitely find that exciting. For a person not into records, it might not be as exciting, but mm -hmm. <laughs> I would love to have a place like that around here uh, in the New York area. Um, okay, great. Now, you know, also, do you sell records on your website for Citizen Vinyl? We have a, uh, in addition to our on-site store, we do have a Discogs page. Um, okay. Our record store is called Coda, the musical term, C-O-D-A. Uh, so you can find us uh, by searching for Coda and or Citizen Vinyl on Discogs. And uh, we offer, we, we post many of our attractive, you know, uh, inventory of records on, on uh, Discogs. We have a fairly, um, fairly active online business in addition to the, the foot traffic that we get here on site. So uh, it would be used and newly pressed vinyl, as well as vinyl you've pressed on site. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we, we have a, a really nicely curated collection of used records in addition to um, new records, many of which we actually press here on site. Hmm. Okay, great. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, Gar and Sean. And we'll, we'll talk soon and hopefully the listeners and, Goldmine readers will check out both of those URLs and get familiar with both Vinyl Key and Citizen Vinyl. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks Great. so much, Patrick. Take Thank care. Bye. Thanks, Gar and Sean of Vinyl Key. Go to vinylkey.com. It will go even further into detail of this company, more so than this interview introduction, with videos and articles or for an even greater first-hand experience, if you're planning to be in the neighborhood of Asheville, North Carolina, go to citizenvinyl.com to plan a little record-collecting vacation. That's all for now on the Goldmine Podcast. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine. Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for more exclusive content or pick up the print magazine Every other month, I select Barnes & Noble and Books A Million Newsstands. Better yet, subscribe. Subscribe for 12 issues. Go to goldminemag.com and subscribe. You'll come to see how we are bigger and better. We're best-looking magazine probably in the United States amongst music magazines now. And we're even more collectible. Now, we have a collector's edition with every issue. For instance, our latest issue, which, by the way, had three covers on the newsstand, Judas Priest, Deep Purple, and Santana, 
has a Judas Priest collectible edition in our store. There are only 200 made. It has an alternate cover of Rob Halford, and it has a rare, a very rare 8x10 print of Rob Halford on his iconic Harley. So go to shop.goldmymag.com to get your copy. It's only 22 bucks and well worth collecting. You can also get unique newly pressed vinyl records at the shop, back issues, and other collectibles too. So check it out. We'll catch you next time on the Goldmine Podcast. Thanks all. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.